0: Sean is a fresher breath of air. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week.
1: I love eating it. most of you guys.
0: That really is still swollen, isn't it? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it it kind of looks like a football, actually. Hey, Thank it's, you for that. Stitching you yeah. guys. Thank you. Well, I- hey, D,
1: I like donuts, baby! Let's go! Uh stay focused. Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Witty Nation, welcome everyone to a mini witty episode of the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast, the number one self-rated podcast about sports entertainment and everything in between. And as always, part of the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network, go follow us at witty sports716 on Twitter and Instagram. And follow everything Built in Buffalo is given you every day. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Built in Buffalo underscore. Check everyone out. Great content, great bills content every single day from built in buffalo we are your hosts i am matt he is tony
0: tony what is going on Play made that witty pod don't waste another minute being funny we're coming off a loss the course is ready to begin as long as we are witty we can record from our basements and guest rooms that it's you and me we gotta be the rest of the AFC. very nice
1: is that a little growing pains a little bit
0: of growing pains
1: a little bit of growing pains very and, and very not fitting as, for this not week. As
0: painful yeah exactly not as painful as the abrupt ending since i cut the course in half it's okay but yeah a little little bit of growing pains i will tell you man i don't i don't know if you want to keep this i brought up growing pains today in class as you know i'm an educator and no one knows what growing pains is, and like uh, out of like 100 students. And then in my last class, I, I said something, I said like my little tangent about growing pains. And the one kid is like, Oh, yeah, growing pains with Alan Thicke, right? And I'm like, What? Like, of all really? the takeaways on growing pains, Alan Thicke is like a name that you know that's a household name. Alan Thicke, well, you think they might go it. with, Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio show. That could be something that might be wrong. Yeah, but he was relevant.
1: like a, it was like a guest spot for him. It, well, he wasn't like no, a main no. cast member. Yes, Alan he was. Thick he is was generational, Tony.
0: No, this no. Leo DiCaprio was in it for multiple seasons and he was a regular cast member. He was in the theme opening credits. He's Leo. Are you
1: saying, are you saying one of Canada's greatest actors, Alan Thick, and father of Robin Thick, is not a bigger star than one Leonardo DiCaprio? Are we on the record uh, as to saying that, Tony?
0: I'm saying I would have said that if Alan Thicke did not do his brilliant work, rest in peace, if he did not do his brilliant work as himself on How I Met Your Mother. The How she I Met Your Mother push role. brings them above Leo.
1: I, I don't even think it's a question. Alan Thicke is, at least in my book, a much bigger actor than Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm with that student. I have that student's back.
0: Alan Thicke.
1: Alan Thicke. I respect Alan, Alan
0: Thicke. Thicke. Dr. C. You know, it's not,
1: you know, it's not going to be thick, Tony, this episode. We're cutting the fat. We're going mini for you, listeners. We're just going to talk Bill's Dolphins review because we have a lot to talk about with this Bill's Dolphins game. None of none of the extracurriculars, Tony. We're getting right to the point. Are you ready to throw it to Marv and Talk some bills. Take it away, Marv. Coach, as much respect. as I would love Marv. to talk about Alan Thick for an hour, because, you know, that would warm
0: my heart. It's only a matter of time before that becomes another spin-off episode, the Witty Not Funny Alan Thicke podcast. <laughs> Shoot, we're counting the career that, and life of Alan Thicke, for sure.
1: Uh, we're throwing it to another great right now, the great Marv Levy. Marv, take it away. We'll be back after the break.
0: go, go. Bills bite, bills go. Come on, let's win.
1: For And we are back, Tony. We start our bills talk the same way every week with the so bad it's good bills review. Are you ready?
0: Uh, no. Yes. Do
1: it. Oh, yes. yes. Go
0: now. Go. 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 Read it. Here go. we
1: go. Cue the music. We head down to Florida where the Dolphins and Tyreek Hill Smith said beyond venidos a Miami to he is legend Josh Allen and the Bills. Christian Wilkins tried to get a little fresh prince with the franchise quarterback to which the unhitched queen bee replied by yelling, keep my man's Hancock out your mother effing hands to Aladdin must have used one of his three wishes to avoid a concussion. Tell the truth as he came into week three, a gem mini man. But by the time the game was over, his suicide squad were some bad boys for life in the eyes of the five, maybe six true Dolphins fans out there. Devin Singletary was a receiving spy in disguise, but the enemy of the state of Florida, the Bills, leave 2-1 and one with 7 pounds of injuries on their back. This means war. Bills 19, Dolphins 21. Tony, that was a Will Smith-themed review for you.
0: I noticed it was a I Will Smith-themed. So. And, I, of course, Hancock like, wrote itself. I think that's where it came from. Yeah, I mean, this was the direction today, Clearly. And you nailed it. You you understood the assignment, which you gave yourself.
1: I understood the assignment. I am him, in the words yeah, of Stefan really, Diggs.
0: Yeah, now I'm just trying to think of like other Will Smith movies that you didn't drop. I don't even know if I have anything in the tank
1: here. There was like Legend of Bagger Vance. Couldn't fit that one in there. There was a couple others. Tony, but to talk about The Bills this week, and because it's a mini episode, I thought we'd do something a little different, not just our trending up, trending down, our typical Bills talk. Let's go to Swing Wayne's World. We're going to do a Wayne's World-style top five reasons the Bills lost list. Witty world, witty world, pity time, not excellent. Tony, are you ready to do <laughs> our Wayne...
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> We're going like to do it together.
1: With... You want to do it together? Yeah. Two, yeah. one. <laughs>
0: 3, witty two,
1: world, one, go. World. Witty world, witty world.
0: Not party time. Excellent. Not excellent.
1: Uh, not excellent. No. Woo, Tony. The we Top that. five reasons the Bills we failed at that miserably. The top five reasons the Bills lost this week. There were many. Let's start off with your number five. Reveal your uh, f- little board. What's your number five?
0: Yeah, we'll take this sticker off the board. My number five is that they lost because Isaiah McKenzie knows his place, knows his brand. He's the face of the franchise. You think that in the clutchest of moments, he's going to turn his back to the camera? He's going to run away from the camera? No way, man. We got to see that moneymaker. And that's why he didn't go out of bounds. He had to get that face on TV. He had to show us what's up. He's the face of the franchise. And he gave what they wanted, which in this case was him. him. More so
1: than gives a the win. people what they want, it gives the people yeah. what they want. Face of the franchise. What, what was going through your head during that last play? Obviously Josh drops it to McKenzie on a crossing route. McKenzie in an effort to, I'd say dually get yards to get closer and have a shorter field goal for Tyler Bass. And with the goal to get out of bounds does really neither. Um, fails miserably and the clock runs out and the Bills lose the game. What was going through your head? Because to me, when McKenzie catches that ball, it's just go down right away. Spike the ball, but, I mean, just take your chances with Tyler Bass trying to kick like a 62-yarder instead of trying to get closer for whatever, a 55-yarder, whatever it happened. My thought was just go down. That was not my thought.
0: My my thought when he catches it is, I'm sure I audibly said it out loud, was, Well, that was stupid because the ball placement (laughs) was way too internal. You know, was not near the sidelines. I'm like, we got to be working these sidelines. And for the ball to be put somewhere that's not that close to the sidelines like that uh, was wildly disappointing. So that was going through my mind and just like processing it all so fast while the background noise is getting ever louder of the Dolphins fans or the people pretending to be Dolphins fans just like doing that countdown to their celebration. I was like, oh, well, that was, right. that was it. So I, in many ways, my brain at least reacted as Dorsey's body did. I thought the play call was bad. I thought the play call was a mistake. Mm-hmm. These receivers need to be closer to the sideline, and their route needs to take them close to the sideline. Everything needs to be close to the sideline. How many times have we seen these quick out routes that are just instantaneous, and all of a sudden, Steph Diggs just stepping out of bounds? After six to 10 yards, when we're building it up, this was not a yard after catch scenario. This was a mistake. I mean, unless we were trying to also, set up Isaiah McKenzie to get some cool TV time, which
1: very well could be the case. Also, I am very much opposed to any situation that calls for the refs to do things quickly and efficiently, like to put the Especially game in the refs' hands. Especially those officials, especially any officials, all of the officials are bad. So to give them any say in getting the ball out of McKenzie's hands, getting it to the spot, putting it down, starting the clock, allowing the snap to These guys are bumbling idiots. 60 minutes every week. We have a problem with them, either a wrong call or not making the right call or doing something stupid to have them essentially have the game in their hands or your fate in their hands is never a good thing. I think that was my biggest beef with that play call or or what was the end result of that play is you, you put the game, your reliance in the game in the ref's hands and you know they're going to F it up because that's what refs do. They're just yeah. slow and old and whatever. So good number five. Uh, by number five, they drank too much milk before the game. It was so damn hot, Tony. Milk was a bad choice. Shout out Anchorman. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. So many injuries to this team from heat illness. You had, I think, five offensive linemen go down from heat illness. Greg Van Routen, Ryan Bates, Spencer Brown, just losing guys left and right. Stefan Diggs was on, I think, the Rich Eisen show or or ESPN saying how he had two IVs in his arm. And his whole body was just dehydrated. The pictures from the game were even ridiculous. And you could see why these guys were just exhausted in heat exhaustion and dehydration and whatever, because the Bills sideline was completely in the sun. They were just roasting. And the Dolphins sideline, completely in the shade. Mm Well-structured stadium, well-designed, home-field advantage. But I mean, they were just dropping like flies out there from this heat. Have you seen anything like that before, Tony?
0: No. And I also recently watched Josh on Kyle Brandt's show. And yep. he was saying it's Kyle the Brandt's most basement. exhausted he's ever Yeah. He was saying it's the most exhausted he's ever been. Which I understand. I think we've all been in that next level exhaustion of just delirious, like somehow you're walking, but you don't know how the muscles in your body are working. And right. you just like have nothing left. You're just putzing through anything you can just hoping to find some source of energy and then as josh said like he's still sore from it and i can understand that i've always experienced that anytime i've moved that's what i'm comparing it to in, right. in my mind like, anytime you know, i get out, out like, of bed <laughs> no no no. i mean moved like moved homes oh okay <laughs> like done moving you know like the like the big moving day We're and then, then i was just like yes exactly or anytime that- i have to you know crouch down for any reason
1: right that photo at the end of josh lane nuzzling his head onto his shoulder was, onto, uh... yes it was a pictures worth a thousand words especially when josh has owned the dolphins for as long as he has i feel like josh he just wasn't in the right headspace because optics wise he would never have done that he, he owns the dolphins you, you can't show weakness like that no i'm kidding um <laughs> the guy was obviously just Exhausted, spent yes. beyond belief. So he could barely stand. It was it was incredible how the Bills are dropping like flies throughout the game. Tony, you're number four. Reason why the Bills number lost the game
0: four. Now I mentioned that I just saw Josh on mm-hmm. in Kyle Brand's basement, and he was discussing that he recently, for the first time, watched one of my favorite movies. I presume one of yours, Shawshank Redemption. what comedy what stood classic. out to me, yes. What stood out to me about this is that he immediately went to his favorite part of the movie was the storyline surrounding Tommy, who, as you know, Tommy had the knowledge to exonerate the lead character, Andy Dufresne, by knowing Mm -hmm. that the person that actually killed Andy's wife had gotten away with it. And he knows who the real murderer was from his other time in prison. Because in Shawshank Redemption, as we know what happens, the warden kills Tommy as a result. Mm Mm-hmm. I would submit to you that they lost, as ordered by the commish himself. A conspiracy theory that goes all the way to the top. Love it. Because Josh has the knowledge to exonerate recently suspended Bobby Hart, and they can't let it get out. <laughs> so they gave the old Tommy treatment. It all comes back to Bobby Football Hart. Football style. That's right. It oh, does. Oh,
1: boy. Big time conspiracy.
0: It's clear like as it. day. Wake up, add it up, my friend. The math checks out.
1: The NFL is not corrupt at all. I'm surprised you would say something. Like this. Um, How could I? Sending Tua back out when he was his body was failing him after getting concussed was complete malpractice. Yeah, the NFL is not corrupt at all. They don't do shady things. Good number four. I like it. My number four. Is me homies. with your number four? Uh, Queen. No, me? not the Queen the of brand? England.
0: Not the Queen of England.
1: Schwing, but the band, because the Bills were consistently under pressure. And I'm talking about the offensive line issues, Tony. Josh was not only exhausted from the heat, but he looked frazzled all game. I can't even describe this patchwork of an offensive line that was put out there. I mean, Greg Mance was activated for this game from the practice squad. He played significant snaps throughout the game. It reminded me of, the Sabres Eastern Conference Finals 06 when they were down to their like oh my god, defenseman. Like, this is what it felt like. The Bills are down to their ninth offensive lineman, <laughs> it was crazy in the offensive line. Didn't do enough, and I and I put this on the coaching staff. The coaching staff I really thought were like the main reason the Bills lost this game. If we were to get real for a second, just not making the proper adjustments. Whoever was playing right tackle, whether it was Spencer Brown or Quisenberry or whoever, they did not make adjustments because that delayed blitz the Dolphins were running off the edge was not even picked up half the time. Josh was under pressure all day. I think ten times under pressure uh, was this the stat, but. That is 10 times way too many. You need to make adjustments. Melvin Ingram, Jalen Phillips coming off the edge, Holland on the delayed safety blitz. It was just free rain to hit Josh because they they weren't picked up. And there were some advanced analytics, offensive line stats that came out this week, and the Bills are not looking good, run blocking or pass protection. So it's a cause for concern for me. The offensive line does not look good three weeks into this season. They haven't established a run like they did late last season. Is this an issue, Tony?
0: I would say I, I'm seeing the run schemes maybe being a little bit ineffective or maybe being a little bit, uh, how would you say, uh, vanilla? Uh, not
1: executed properly,
0: yeah. And then, so I wonder, is like, well, clearly the focus is like making Josh do his Josh thing, But at the mm-hmm. same time, what's his name? The online coach? I think you want to say, yeah, Cromer? I kept wanting to say Kruger, and I knew that wasn't it because <laughs> that's, you know, this, hey, isn't, here. this isn't the in, yeah, this isn't the industrial smoothing situation. Yeah, so Cromer there, and really, is he just? Are we just focused only on the pass protection here, and we're not really that worried about the run game, or is it only going to be that it's a run game that's good enough, and that we'll be fine, which it will be. That's fine, but I, I would say I don't particularly have that concern. I don't think that I've seen the sample size enough quite yet. I'd like to see a couple more teams, a couple more games to analyze what they're bringing to the table uh, and to analyze what our game plan would be and what I wish our game plan would be. And if there's a game plan that I'm like, Hey, we clearly need to adjust this or make this game a running focused offense on the ground game kind of game. Well, then I'd really like to see what we have because until then I'm just kind of like, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I don't, I don't know what we're trying to, it might be nothing. It is nothing right now because other than
1: the Zach Moss 43-yard run, they average like less than two yards a carry. They just cannot. Again, maybe it's due to injuries. Maybe it's due to this constant cycling in of players who have not seen significant snaps this season. they they got to figure something out because it's all on Josh right now. (laughs) Like he is accounting for over 80% of this offense, and it feels like it's too much. I mean, in a sense, I get it. I get it if you're Ken Dorsey. That you're a first-year offensive coordinator, you hitch your wagon to the the steed with the most whatever. You hitch it to the best player, and that's Josh Allen. And I get it, just ride or die with him. But you're gonna kill the guy, like honestly, like (laughs) it is way too much for Josh Allen to take and put on his shoulders, even though he'll probably do it because that's just how he's programmed. But they gotta find a they gotta find a run game here.
0: I think they will. I mean, it happened last year. I think that there's no reason to think that and what I would say that I don't understand about the run game Zach Moss is way too involved I don't dislike Zach Moss necessarily but I'm like so many things that they're asking him to do I'm like this is not feel like Zach Moss's jam and I thought that in the first week it happened because James Cook was in fumble jail but here we are three weeks later and I'm like I still don't understand why Zach Moss is all up in this i'd rather see i'd rather see what cook is made of i'd rather see singletary take a bigger role and i think time will tell as a lot evolves i mean ken dorsey himself said that oftentimes you don't really know your offense and the offense's personality until four or five weeks into the season i'm just trying to win until then but and very I'm well curious maybe to see how, how it pans out in his mind yeah that that's a good point
1: and it very well may be they're looking into the future, and the future doesn't involve Devin Singletary because he's on the last year of his contract. So next year, it's mm-hmm. it's Moss and Cook. So let's just establish this offense now with those two guys because that's what it's going to be next year. So might as well get the reps in now. I don't know; just guessing at this point. Tony, what's your
0: number three reason why the Bills lost? My number three reason why the Bills lost. Now, a lot of people might look to specific plays, as we do with every loss. For the, as we do with every loss, the old, if this happened, then we wouldn't have lost. In Milan Okada, we wouldn't have lost, etc. I look to Tyler Bass's kick, his missed field goal, seemingly shanked and or blocked. I would propose to you that I'm looking at the weather in Florida right now. This was a preemptive, hurricane warm front coming in and going over the field right as he's kicking it. It's the damn hurricane. It's a warm more. front. Clear as day. Couldn't agree more. Check the weather maps. Check the weather maps. It's obviously a warm front came in in that moment. We all know it.
1: Right in that moment. Florida weather is weird like that. It'll storm for like five minutes. Yes. And then just go away. Very true. So, yeah, I I very well could see Tyler Bass, who has not missed a field goal or an extra point this year, I don't believe, up until this week. Yeah, something fluky happened. Like a pre-hurricane warm front came in. Changing the density of the air. It's all science. Cold fronts, warm fronts.
0: There's maps and stuff. Yeah. I I don't really know what these things
1: are. No. Clouds. Uh, But that was also my number three, not warm fronts, but the what if scenarios you laid out. Because there was so many what ifs. We mentioned Isaiah McKenzie maybe going down earlier, possibly trying to get out of bounds a little more aggressively, but the Milano pick six could have changed the game. Josh short-arming McKenzie in the end zone on the fourth down. Gabe Davis finishing the catch in the end zone. So many oh, wins. Yeah. It was just one of those weird, weird games like last year's Wind Bowl against New England. Like It's almost tough to put this game in perspective because there's just so many fluky, weird things that happen that you're like, well, we were down to our fourth string offensive line. And if X, Y, and Z happen, then we win. And I don't come out of this game thinking the Bills are worse than the Dolphins or, or not as good as we oh, thought them to be. They're still a really, really good team. And they're going to win a lot of games this year. I still do have a problem, though. Again, another what-if scenario. I still do have a problem with Ken Dorsey's short yardage play calling. And of course, mm. there is the famous Ken Dorsey blow up at the end of that game as the clock strikes zero. How do you feel about that, by the way, before I continue my I like it. I liked it, too. I have no problem with it. Guy is passionate. We had pre-knowledge from this summer about how the man is a little bit of a psycho. <laughs> so mm-hmm. nothing unexpected. All the players said he's passionate. He's fiery. He's maybe a little bit psychotic. Ken Dorsey himself said, I want to think that I'm not a psycho. So, you know, the person that says that line is actually a psycho. Norman Bates probably told a lot of people he wasn't a psycho, (laughs) I'm guessing. And then look how he turned out. I, I loved it. But again, we find ourselves in a short yardage situation, second and one this time, literally on the one yard line with the chance to score a touchdown to take the lead late in the game, and Ken Dorsey botches it. He completely botches it. Again, second and one, any kind of down with one yard or less to go, you should be quarterback sneaking Josh
0: every time.
1: Every time. And second and four and one, out of five times
0: it's going to work.
1: Right. And I think he got frazzled, and I think he got a little gun-shy because of the botched snap at the end of the first half. But you can't do that. If you are at practically the goal line, say the snap gets botched very likely Josh lands on it and you're still at third and one and you just do it again you get it right like if you do it three times in a row the success rate of you getting it right one time is extremely high I don't know if it was a heat exhaustion thing I don't know if it was being gun shy from earlier Ken Dorsey needs to figure out this short yardage play calling because in two of the three games this year I have not been impressed with it whatsoever. A lot of what-if scenarios, Bang. Tony, this game. That was my number three.
0: I would say on the what-if of his play calling, I am thinking you know the first touchdown of the year was in one of those plays where he took the risk and went for it. And we're all like, Ken Dorris is a genius. This is the greatest. Now he's chasing that feeling again. Instead of, just play, instead of just going with the high likelihood, probably effective analytics-based play call, he always thinks he can outsmart the system. A.K.A. Right. Psychopath. Go back to the U.
1: <laughs> yeah. What if the execution was better? I mentioned Josh short-arming. He usually doesn't shortarm that out route. Josh doesn't usually short-arm a lot of throws he makes. But, again, just another fluky, fluky game from this Bills team. Tony, since that was my number
0: three, what was your number two? My number two, the game took place in the state of Florida. It's Florida. Facts. It's Florida right that's all you have to say it's florida it's florida what do you expect
1: it's florida if you google search florida man and the date and you'll find just
0: like the wackiest story
1: (laughs) from florida
0: of course yeah like that's that's classic stereotypical florida right is florida florida man headline is very stereotypical florida but stereotypes come from somewhere i mean those are just anecdotal accounts that are the results of the natural environment that is florida that's why we all make fun of it. There's it's, the uh, there's
1: the old video of Bugs Bunny sawing off Florida. So many of the Simpsons things came true. Why can't that Bugs Bunny cartoon one thing come become true? Florida's this week, of course, they had the devastating hurricaneian come through Florida. We had sharks from the water onto the street. I saw videos. No, no, of
0: do you, are you believing that? Because like that's one of the most commonly created pieces of misinformation is sharks in the street during floods but i'm also hearing it. like no this one's finally the real one and i don't yeah, know what to kind of believe, it. believe it. it that's not, not even the craziest video it.
1: i saw the craziest video i saw was a guy whose house was flooded like water was almost in his upstairs swimming mm-hmm. through his house what are you doing there's like live electrical going like you don't know what is going on in that water it's, it's disgusting just to start off and Who knows what hazards? Florida
0: people. What are you what are you doing here? It's Florida.
1: Oh my god.
0: Like just hearing just hearing that. I'm like, yeah, that's the essence of the game. What are you doing here? Oh, I know. Let's put a roof over half the stadium. Oh, I know what we'll do. We'll have a player get concussed and just put him back in.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's because it's Florida. It's Florida. Here's a headline from this week. Seventy two year old. Man dies, RIP, after going out into hurricane to drain his pool. Why are you draining your pool in the middle of a oh hurricane? Oh my
0: gosh! What is happening? Does he not know what a hurricane is?
1: <laughs> right. Last thing you need to be doing is draining your pool. It sucks water oh up from gosh. the ocean and spits it out into the land. Mm-hmm. I think you are fine.
0: It's Florida, oh, man. Goodness. it's, it's Florida.
1: Florida. It's Florida. Tony, my number two. Reason the Bills lost. Josh Allen's package was too big. <laughs>
0: Classic problem.
1: Classic male problem. Been haunting yep. the males on Earth for way too long. <laughs> a lot of attention to Josh Allen and his his man parts this week. Melvin Ingram tried kicking them. Christian Wilkins tried grabbing them. And in terms a of lovely, I just soft caress. Yes, a lovely soft caress that just. At the bottom of a pile going down there. And also, what I mentioned a little bit ago, the offensive package, do they rely on Josh too much? Probably. So Josh Allen's package was focal point of this past Sunday. Are you are you okay with them relying on Josh so much here? 400 yards. Uh,
0: I, you know, I mean, in, in this 400 game, 400 I'm degree. a little like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, in attempts. this game, I'm not. Based on the circumstances, based on the weather, based on so many things. But normally, I am. It results in wins. So who am I to complain if we, if we win? What I'm not looking forward to is at some point in Josh's long, illustrious career, he's going to have a major injury. And then everyone's going to say, oh, well, maybe if you did not rely on him so much, he w- his body would not have been worn down so much. Well, maybe you could have said that proactively instead of now. But that's, that's it. If we get the wins, four. I'm fine with it. Okay. I love Josh. <laughs> if
1: we get the win. I mean, we yeah. love Josh. We love watching Josh be Josh. He's amazing. He is a generational talent. And we are so very fortunate he plays for the team we root for. But 497 total yards for the Bills, Josh Allen accounted for 447 <laughs> of those. That is way too much. Way too much pressure on the guy. And it showed. Sometimes Josh gets in this state of mind. You could just see it through the TV. He just does not feel comfortable at any point during the game. And this has happened throughout his career, less so as the years have gone on here. But still, it pops up every once in a while. And this was one of those games where he just looked frazzled. He gets skittish in the pocket. He, He gets happy feet, does not look comfortable at any one time. And I don't know if it's due to the offensive line. I don't know if it's due to the pressure, what were seemingly high stakes or a playoff like atmosphere in this game, as Ken Dorsey put it, they, they just got to find a way to take the pressure off of Josh. He should not be throwing 63 times. That's, no. that's that's the crazy thing about this game is, if you look at the stat sheet, the Bills pretty much dominated this game. In, 497 in insane ways. yards In an insane way. If you just look at the stat sheet and we're, we're blind to the score, and I asked you mm-hmm. who won this game, you would say the Bills won by... Three touchdowns, <laughs> 497 yards to Miami's 212. The one turnover, which was pretty costly because it was deep in our, our own end. But time of possession was 40 minutes to 20 minutes. First downs, the Bills doubled up, 31 to Miami's 15. I mean, there was, again, with four stringers, with backups, with guys passing out, with guys being taken out of the game due to injuries or heat illness, Guys needing IVs, they still managed to put up these stats, and that's why when I said earlier, I don't think any less of the Bills. This is why because they were still a juggernaut, eleven for eighteen on third down, still really efficient. They just, they just couldn't finish. Yeah, again, an, another male problem of the world can't. Oh, finish. but that that's what it came down to is executing plays. The young secondary held up fairly well. Tyreek Hill was held to, I think, 30 yards. Tua, under 200 yards throwing. I thought Jaquan Johnson really struggled. If I were to kind of pinpoint one guy on the defense, he just looked lost Mm -hmm. at times. He had that bad late hit penalty, which gave the Dolphins a first down in the red zone when it would have been, I think, third down, maybe fourth down. If he was not called for that, it just seemed like he, he struggled. There was that long third and 22 That They gave up. He seemed lost on. I was surprised how rough of a game Jaquan Johnson had. I had high hopes for him coming in. I've always liked him when he's had to come in and spot duty. Uh, I thought this was his time to shine, much like was it the Dolphins? I think the first Dolphins game last year when Edmonds and Milano were out and Charles Dotson came in and I thought played really, really well. I thought Jaquan Johnson was going to have that same effect of like coming in and playing really, really well, but was not to be. So my my reason is, Josh Allen's package is too big. Well,
0: we knew what we drafted. It's an unfortunate piece of baggage, literally and figuratively, that we're right. just going to have to shoulder as, as a piece of this.
1: And scene, <laughs> old, old Wayne's rope bit, right? Tony, the moment has come. Your number one reason the Bills lost to the Miami Dolphins on Sunday.
0: Well, I think that you know we would all agree in the football analyst world which we are not in we are just in the witty world just trying to keep witty nation above water here we would all agree that no one's thinking that tua is any kind of talent compared to josh tua is not any kind of quarterback that's going to light this league on fire but he might be enough with those that surround him so what's the deal here with tua then i submit to you that this is a dwight Schrute situation that we witnessed on sunday Tua got a concussion, and then it was all of a sudden normal. (laughs) He's over here dropping 40-yard passes. He's suggesting websites to Pam. He's making normal jokes. He's puking on car trunks. This is what Tua (laughs) is. He gets hit. He takes a knock to the head. And all of a sudden, it's a Tua that we never even thought we knew. It's a new side of Tua, a normal side of Tua, a capable side of Tua. And here we are. Just like Dwight, it's gonna take an MRI to get that kid back to normal. Let's go. And uh,
1: just like Dwight is the acting manager, Tua is acting as a quarterback. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think, I don't think Tua was that good. He didn't do anything really to impress me. I think Mike McDaniel has put a good offensive system around him. Obviously, giving him weapons with the acquisition of Tariq Hill. I, th- I think it's an offensive system that embellishes to his to his strengths a little or maybe hides his weaknesses is probably a better way to put it a lot of play action which i which i love i am a sucker for play action but a lot of short stuff a lot of get the ball in playmaker's hands you still see on d throws he under throws not the arm strength that Josh Allen, for example, has. Yeah, I don't think is anything special, but I do think he's in a system now where he can succeed at least. But yeah, this could very well be a Dwight Schrute situation. Gets knocked on the head, comes a whole new person, a whole new quarterback. A competent quarterback.
0: An asset to the office. Yeah,
1: an asset to the office. I like that. Right. I like that conspiracy. We're going to roll with that because, because the way his his body failed him after hitting his head on the on the ground we'll we'll just say he became a new person exactly
0: almost as though he dropped his foot into George Foreman grill
1: (laughs) right Tony you ready for my number one I think you're gonna appreciate it I can't wait to hear it because this is right up your alley my number one reason the Bills lost to the Miami Dolphins on Sunday the curse of high and not high as in high H-I but high as in H-Y because words that start with HY were not in the Bills' favor. The Curse of High, yeah. and I'm going to list them off here, is okay. no Micah Hyde,
0: mm-hmm.
1: too much hype, lack of oh. hydration, Yes. and Bills fans in hysteria from losing as the result. The Curse of High are all is of my them? number one reason.
0: If you, you got can me think seeing. of more
1: words that start with HY that are the reason for the Bills' losing, please feel free to add to the list.
0: The first the word that I thought of was hydrogen, our primary element here. And it still basically just goes back to water because hydrogen and oxygen make up the water that we were missing in hydration. H-Y. Hi, hi, hi. Chloroquine. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: What they needed to take after the game.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I was going to say hydrochloroquine and but colby's lose on the bucks now so <laughs> right also in florida also in florida makes sense that's a match made in heaven oh, colby's yes. is the Absolutely. most florida person i've ever known
1: <laughs> right could not be a better fit do you like this curse of high theory though i do i just wish i could contribute more to it that is my number one reason tony any other thoughts about the game before we wrap up this mini episode here
0: You know, the only other thing that I had, I was just thinking about in some of the things that they showed of this, of the work that they did on their stadium, you know, surrounding the roof, surrounding the internal renovations that have occurred that seem to be designed for the Dolphins' competitive benefit. I was just thinking, though, this stadium has notoriously a ton of space between the fans and the sideline. And it's really disappointing to me. Did we not learn anything? From Ace Ventura you can get a dolphin in there you can get a lot of right. things in there what are we wasting this space for you have the idea Dan Marino is already on board based on his acting work in Ace Ventura he's
1: saying live dolphin tank
0: that's kind of that's that's what I'm saying
1: yes I agree why isn't there
0: or some version of this maybe there's like an animal rights issue but some version of something where you Please. utilize the side when does
1: that ever it's mattered like,
0: well, I mean, it's Florida, so I guess not. I guess it doesn't matter. It says
1: every circus ever.
0: Yeah. I think live
1: dolphin tank is a fantastic idea. The Jaguars have a live human tank, so why can't the Dolphins have a <laughs> exactly. live
0: dolphin tank? Exactly. This is what it's I'm Florida. saying.
1: It's Florida. It's
0: that uh, anything goes.
1: My only last thought, Tony, was if we had universal health care, would the Bills have so many injuries?
0: Mm. I mean, it would probably be easier to access some IVs. That we
1: certainly need. exactly. Also, thoughts and prayers go out to Christian Bedford <laughs> with his injury. <laughs> to to do a song parody of my own, Tony. This will oh, be the okay. day. This will be the day the grunting died. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be back my, in my, like a couple weeks. My my, that Christian Bedford guy looked good as a rookie.
0: But <laughs> now, is that supposed to be American Pie? Is that what you're just doing? Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it nice, very nice work. We'll expand on it, but uh we'll get there. We had we'll something there.
1: we had something so good with the grunting, and now we have to wait six to eight weeks to do it again i'm I'm very upset by this.
0: Did they say six to eight weeks?
1: No, that's what my medical diagnosis,
0: oh okay, well,' I'm not a
1: doctor, but yeah, that counts right. It's play one on t v Tony, oh, you ready to wrap up the episode?
0: um, I suppose
1: suppose well, did you have
0: something else to say? No.
1: No? Okay, let's wrap it up then. <laughs> that sound you hear? That's the sound of opening up a refreshing cold one on a hot summer day. And you know what's keeping my drink cold listeners? A quality koozie from Traveling Growler. Follow them on Instagram and check out www.travelinggrowler.com for all their cool designs. Keep the chill in your fill and travel in style with Traveling Growler. Now back to the show. Thank you to our sponsor, as always, Traveling Growler, travelinggrowler.com. Koozie's starting at just $5. It's football season. It's sports season. Tony, this is like the best time for sports. You got college football. You got NFL in full swing. You got NHL and NBA starting up, MLB playoffs. This is the best time to be a sports fan. So get a, get a koozie from traveling gala, because you're probably going to be watching a lot of sports. You're probably going to be sitting on your couch a lot. And you're probably going to be hopping open a cold beer or drink or whatever you have. Maybe it's a seltzer. Maybe you're extending the summer of seltzer. Grab a koozie from Traveling Growler to keep that drink cold. www.travelinggrowler. T-shirt store, teespring.com. Search witty, not Funny all one word. Check out all the cool designs. Support the podcast. Get a t-shirt. Be the talk of your next tailgate, your next watch party with a witty not funny piece of clothing apparel. Teespring.com. Teespring.com. Where to find the podcast? You can find the podcast, as always, on the Built in Buffalo podcast. Network, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us. You can find Built in Buffalo. Search Built in Buffalo. Search witty, not funny. All one word. Give us a listen. We always like to say whether you give us two minutes or two hours of your time. We greatly appreciate it. If you like us, subscribe, leave a review, show us some love. Twitter handles. Tony, where can the listeners find you?
0: At Tony Ambrose.
1: Short, sweet, simple. You can find the podcast at Witty Sports. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's the same. You can find the podcast at Woody Sports 716. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook page at Woody Sports 716. Give us a follow. We love connecting with the Buffalo sports community. We'll follow right back. And that's all I got other than send off. Tony,
0: what's your send off for the listeners this week? All that we see or seem is but a dream within a dream. And then we will be dreaming on Sunday because that quote comes from Edgar Allan Poe. We'll see you for the Ravens game when we dream that dream, baby.
1: I thought it was from Ace Ventura.
0: Well, you know,
1: some spillover. Ace Ventura
0: hey, heavily influenced by the works of Edgar Allan Poe. Everyone knows of that. Of course.
1: When yeah. Nature Calls is just a comedic version of Telltale Heart. We all know
0: that. Right. The bat is the Raven.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say the heart beating under the the wooden floor is uh is synonymous with ace being uh, born out of this robotic rhino
0: oh yeah a very classic scene
1: very classic scene <laughs> uh and as i always say go bills and stay witty out there everyone thanks for listening peace
0: bye more Marshawn well, is a fresher breath there he just loved
1: chain restaurants matter of fact he ate at applebee's 12 times during the bye week I love eating it. Most of you guys. (laughs) That really is still
0: swollen, isn't it? It kind
1: of
0: looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching you guys.
1: Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, Stay focused. Um, Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. you build a bump. you build a bump. It's your boy DM3 and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.